Hey, Nick, the intros to these episodes can be a little difficult, right? Yeah. Why don't we just go with like some default settings? Sure. Hi, I'm Heather. I'm Nick. Do you like game? Yes. Oh, do you want to play game? Yes. Perhaps you like role-playing game? Yes. Here is sword. Here is path. There is game. What platform game on? Nintendo 64? Game Quest 64. Game Quest 64 on How Did This Get Played? Intro end. Get Play, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, alongside Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, Heather. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank that's, you for asking. That's great. I'm sitting right next to Matt Apodaca. That's me. And how are you guys doing? We're good. Oh, great. Yeah. I think we're okay. We're I doing think we're good. good. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, then we'll call it an episode. <laughs> uh, no, we're not because we have some business to get to. We unfortunately have to cover... Quest 64, this week's game, known as El Tale Monsters in Japan and Holy Magic Century in Europe, if you live in one of those territories. It's a single-player RPG for the Nintendo 64 released in 1998 in which you control an apprentice spirit tamer named Brian who's on a quest to find his father in the fantasy world of Celtland. And to help us break down this big hunk of garbage, they are writers, comedians, and Twitch streamers collectively known as the Go-Off Kings, Jesse Farrar, Stefan Heck, Rob Wisman are here. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. What up? Hi. Hello. Uh, Jesse and Stefan, you guys are joining us remotely. Rob is here in studio. Uh, you guys all stream together, and I wanted to I, I, I wanted to ask about streaming generally at first. Uh, when did you guys start this, this collab that you're doing? Almost two years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. And it started because uh, whenever I would tweet about Hearthstone, Jesse would make fun of me. <laughs> and then I, 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 said, well, I said, put your money where your mouth is. Let's, let's play. I'll teach you how to play. Uh, and it was going to be kind of just like a one-time thing. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, it's two years later. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're still... Actually, the, the new expansion just came out, Jesse. So you have that to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, that sounds really good. I, I will just add that I don't remember you saying it like that. I remember you saying it like, Mew, 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 please help me play my game. Mew, Mew, Mew. <laughs> and there was a lot of there was a lot of mewing, as I recall, for whatever reason. So. I do not remember how I got involved. <laughs> I think I poked my head in Stefan's room once, and they were like, the whole chat was like, who's that? And here I am. Right, Rob, because yeah. you're not really a gamer, you were saying. No, I Guitar Hero sort of ruined my life back in college, mm. so I, t- I tend to stay away from them. I have a very addictive personality. In, you, in what way? You were trying yeah. to, what, like 100% everything? Oh, well, f- uh, my freshman year of college coincided with the release of Guitar Hero 3. Right. And okay. that had a song on it called Through the Fire and Flames oh, yeah. by Dragon Force. Yes. So... Yeah, I have the 0.2 GPA to prove that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the song is very difficult. So, as you guys have been, uh, you know, two of you guys have uh, played some games. Rob's not really a gamer. How is streaming, has it affected your enjoyment of games or your perception of games in any way? Well, Jesse, do you want to take this one? 
Yeah, I feel like I should. I yeah. so I'm a family man. Yes. Um, I have two children, so I just. I mean, it's not biblical, but I did put all that shit away. I mean, I did stop <laughs> doing it um, because, and it's not because I don't have time. It's because I don't want them to see me doing it. So <laughs> I just don't want to be noticed. I don't want them to ask me questions right. about like, why is, why is he jumping on the little turtle or whatever? Aren't turtles good? And then you got to go into why turtles are really bad. So <laughs> I just, I just haven't gamed in so long. And, you know, now doing this, I find, okay, if I'm going to play games for two hours, I'm not going to relax by playing games for another two hours afterwards, you know? Yeah. You were concerned about the ethics of show? Like, the, <laughs> the internal game logic was was why you didn't want to show your kids? Yeah, it's meshing the game logic with the real-world morality that I'm trying to teach them, which is mm. to stay away from turtles at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I, I know as far, I, I know in your guys' stream, you, you stream all sorts of games, but I also know you've streamed some truly shitty games. Uh, is there anything come to mind as something that is like, you know, that was particularly egregious or particularly unpleasant to play? Little Nicky for the Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, boy. <laughs> Holy shit, that's insane. Yeah, that was that was horrendous. Uh, we played it on. A, I mean, I think even if you were playing it on a Game Boy Color, it still would have been uh, very bad. We we're playing it on. Well, Jesse, you were playing it on uh, on an emulator uh, with mouse and keyboard. Uh, yeah, it was meant to be played. Uh, <laughs> that was that was uh, not good. Uh, the Bible games we played. We did a, a night where we played all these old Bible games, uh, and one of them, I think, uh, Jesse, took you about an hour and a half to figure out how to open a door and get into a basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the home improvement game was pretty bad. Oh yeah, that one's baffling. Yep. They just reskinned some other game and yes. gave them a a drill. What, what right, <laughs> it's very confusing. Uh, the last boss is like a mech. Wait, we, 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 was the, the Bible game you guys were talking about? It, it makes no sense. There's no connection to the intellectual property. It's, is it like? Is it like Al desperate? Free me. Yeah. <laughs> Free me Tim. I don't think I don't so, think so Tim. Tim. <laughs> hey. uh, so wait, was the, the Bible game you pl- you were talking about, is that Bible Adventures? Because I think I had a friend as a kid who had that. So Bible Adventures, that's the one that, that's like a three pack, right? It's like, it, it, there's, there's the, there's a Moses. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to show my whole ass now, but that, there's like, <laughs> that's like a, there's a Moses one and a Noah one. And then I think there's a, isn't, isn't that the one with multiple games in there, one, yeah, which is a, a great value by the way. The third one is the David and Goliath. I only right. remember playing baby Moses, which is where you are trying to like, you're carrying baby Moses and then it's kind of a Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Actually. Yoshi's Island. Yeah. It's like, cause you drop the baby Moses into the river and I think you can pick him up. I don't really remember who, it. Who are you carrying? The mom? Are you mom Moses carrying baby Moses to the you're, river? You're Moses's sister. Okay. I think is the, the lore. And, I don't and, know. and the, um, so well, don't so, say lore. <laughs> you know, I think it's canon. I think it's. I mean, it's maybe a fan theory that it's a, that it's his Moses sister. But wait, his sister drops him off. I think I think she's trying to say. Well, I, I've got it up here. Oh wow! She's trying to save her brother from the Pharaoh's decree that all male Hebrew children be killed. So okay. she's carrying Moses. Okay. Uh, and th- this is just in the game, or is this in the Bible? This also? is. I think it's in. I mean, it's when in the you, game, but you, I, it's in the Bible. When you say as well. you have this up on your computer, do you mean just the Bible? It's <laughs> <laughs> my background. <laughs> just all just the entire Bible in two point font. Now I'm I'm picturing sort of like a Frogger type game, right, where you're trying to get Moses across a river. Yeah. From like, 
one batch of reads to the next. That's or? kind of what I remember. It's I think it was it was a side scroller though. But anyway, yeah. but the thing I remember about it is it was it, it was a blue cart because it was unlicensed by Nintendo. So it was like a it was like an illegal game. Whoa. And yeah, and so it was just being sold in like Christian stores and mm. stuff. It was so strange. Sounds like a sin if you ask me. I mean, I think the sin was being committed by Nintendo from forbidding mm. this godly game oh, there yeah, you on go. their platform. Hope, well, see and help. And, and allowing demonic games like Little Nicky for the Game Boy. <laughs> is Little Nicky based on the Adam Sandler movie? I would assume yes. so. Oh, my it God. Is, yeah. It has very little to do with it, though. <laughs> I mean, you're in like a used car lot for a minute. What I have, I can't remember. It was bad. Yeah, another bad game that we played... Um, I was more disappointed by this one than I was just like agog at how horrible it was. But I don't know if you guys remember when we played the, um, it was the, it's the, uh, the Jason game. Do you remember the Jason game that we played? It was like a stalking kind of game. Oh yeah. Uh, wait, oh, the Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th game. Is this the modern yeah, the, one? The, the, the PlayStation one? Because there's yeah, also an old school yeah. NES one. Yeah, this is the modern one and we, and we played it and I think we played it like probably even during the beta, but it seems like such a can't miss concept. Sure. Um, and then I just remember being, it's it's a funny thing that you have to do to make, we were talking about meshing logic just a second ago, and to make the logic of a horror movie uh, make sense with a video game is very strange because in a movie there will be, you know, minutes at a time where you haven't seen what Jason's up to or whatever, um, whereas in the game somebody is playing him constantly. So instead of imagining him like back in the cabin, like sharpening his tools or whatever, what he's actually doing is just walking very slowly throughout the entire map. And it's like, well, this, this kind of takes away some of right. the movie magic of why he's so scary. He's just actually like not very athletic. Yeah. You know? I'll, I'll be honest. When you said the Jason game, I thought you were talking about uh, no joke. I thought you were talking about heavy rain. Because I like, isn't mm. that the game where one of the buttons is dedicated to saying the name Jason at one point oh, in the wow. game? I haven't played oh, it. I don't know that. Yeah, I feel like it was internet famous for a minute mm. where like where like you press X to Jason and he just screams Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm misremembering. I don't no, know. No, you're right. There is uh, I'm looking at screens of it right now. There is an X button that says Jason. Uh press X to Jason is uh it's a whole entry on this like Wikipedia thing. Oh man. Yeah. My, I got to get up on my memes. My brain is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage. Uh, so okay, so the Quest sixty four game that we're talking about this week, it's it's for the Nintendo sixty four. Did you guys have Nintendo sixty fours when you were younger? And and if so, did you have any any favorites, any picks and pans from it? I had a sixty four. Uh, I I rented Quest a couple times. I never owned a it. A couple? Oh, wow, more than once. I thought maybe the first. I just didn't take the first time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, but I was a big fan of, I think my favorite was probably San Francisco Rush. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. That was just okay. a, Interesting a, a classic racing game. Uh, it had the secret, uh, sort of like rooms where you could, uh, do like loop-de-loops and jumps and stuff. And then if you exploded your car, you'd start again, like way at the beginning and have to drive all the way to the secret room again. Um, but you know, finding all the shortcuts, all the jumps, the music was fantastic. Right. Um, I think that was kind of my number one. That's my big N64 game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a green one, and I had three games. Mario 64, Donkey Kong, and my favorite, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Hell wow. yeah. Yeah. To this day, the best soundtrack of any game. 100%. A pretty, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That soundtrack rocks. Have you guys heard the Quest soundtrack? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like yes, number two, but yeah. it's Yeah, the it's one right song is really good. <laughs> um, 
My my taste is pretty pedestrian for, as far as the stuff that I like. I mean, I'm I'm very similar to Rob in the sense of like I would just I would I would just rather boot up Mario and just like look at the stuff again than sure. play like any new game that was of any interest. But the ones that I find as an adult that I think back on fondly, or actually, this is true. I I know that I've had I've actually had dreams about these specific games because they're so strange, and I remember them into adulthood because of how weird they were. Um, and one of them is uh, Blast Corpse or Blast Corp. Oh, Bla- yeah, that was a game I rented a few times. That was a very fun game where you were all of the different, and, and maybe my memory has lapsed on this, but you're you're like playing as individual vehicles, and your goal is to cause as much damage as possible. Yeah, and that's explosions right. Explosions and physics involved, um, and I don't know what the story was, if any. Um, and then the other one that was maybe even stranger was a uh, space station Silicon Valley. Oh, it was yeah. very fun for me. Right. Um, and right. you were a little mm-hmm. computer chip and you could float in the air and then go into animals in space and then you became the animals. And that was good, I guess. to me. <laughs> yeah. They, that was one of those weird ass games that almost like kind of benefited from how few polygons the Nintendo 64 could push. Cause it just made it like this wild, this weird aesthetic. <laughs> Yes, it did. I like this sort of spongy look of an N64 game. Yes. I feel like it's aged really well. That was the the most surprising thing of dropping in Quest, which mm-hmm. was, I thought, like a B-level game, was like, hey, this this kind of looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I feel like if you drop in a random PlayStation 1 game, there's like a 25% chance that it'll be unlookable. Mm-hmm. Some, some of them look yeah. like absolute mm-hmm. shit. I, I mean, because, <laughs> because just because of the lack of, you know, texture smoothing, that was yeah. a big thing. Like some of those PlayStation 1s, they did, the PlayStation 1 games, they just look so, so jaggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, I mean, this looks okay, but I mean, I don't know. It looks okay graphically, but the art direction isn't particularly... Do you want to get into it? Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get into it. So, so Quest 64 was developed by Imagineer, published by THQ. I want to put it in context in yes. time, which is that it came out after Final Fantasy VII, yes. after Suikoden, after Lunar, after Wild Arms. Right. So this was the big build-up to the first N64 RPG. This wow. was their their PlayStation RPG killer. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it definitely that was for context. That's, that's good to know. Also, the year it came out was also an amazing year for video games. Uh, uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time came out that year, Half-Life, Metal Gear Solid, Pokemon Red and Blue, Baldur's Gate, Banjo-Kazooie, just a murderer's row of, of uh, classics of the era. Wow. And uh, so, and the game was really poorly received at the time, so much so that they tweaked it as a, the, for the Japanese re-release. <laughs> Even though this was Japanese developed, they tweaked it. They came out in the states first, and they tweaked it for Japan, rebalanced it, renamed it, even renamed the main character Jean Jacques from the name. And this is probably maybe my favorite part of this whole game. The protagonist in Quest sixty four in this fantasy world is named Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking mom's new boyfriend. Ass name Brian. <laughs> got some Final Fantasy is named Cloud. Yeah, yeah right, right. Cloud yeah. Strife. Brian. Yeah. Link of Hyrule. Sephiroth. Vincent Brian. Valentine. <laughs> I think it's one thing that if 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 you could change his name, if that was the default yes. name, you get a nice yeah. little laugh out of it. Oh, his name's Brian. Okay, it's not. It's Blade now, or it's Blade yeah. Two, or something cool, you know. But. His name is Brian, and and that's you're stuck with that. And you're you're stuck stuck with it. You can't change what your character looks like at all. You can't. There's no new costumes throughout the game, so you're just you're just Brian forever, and he looks like this. The whole time. 
I'd rather he, you, it's, it'd be better if he was a nameless hero, like in Dragon Quest. Just being named Brian is so, like he's a, a shift manager at Best Buy. <laughs> the first thing that the game says to you in text is is also your name. It's yes. just, Brian, even though I've begged you not to leave, <laughs> like the game is begging you not to play as its first interaction. Yes, right. <laughs> One of the designers had a kid named Brian, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> This is your birthday and Christmas gift this year. <laughs> <laughs> that that opening uh, that opening scene that I was talking about. Yes, where it says uh, it, to me. I don't know if you guys heard the cameos. Have you gone into cameo and seen uh, the the celebrity uh, videos that they give to people for money? Have you seen yes. these? Yep. Yeah, definitely. So they all have uh, like one characteristic that they share, which is sadness. But the second one <laughs> is. How they all have to you're 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 in this weird spot as the celebrity where you have to you have to display a knowledge of facts that there's no way that you knew in advance because that's the personalization aspect mm. of it. But you also have to say why it's cool and still be the celebrity, right? So if you're the celebrity, you have to say, Hey, uh, you know, you just did a bunch of good sales or something, and I'm from a movie. So that's great for you. And that's what this guy's doing in this game. He's like, uh, your father wanted you to know that, or it's your fr- your friend wanted your father to know, and you also have powers too. Don't forget. And it's like, yeah, I know. I'm like ten, and I haven't seen my dad. Right. I know this already, but sort of the way that you, the mechanic they used to explain it is extremely off putting. Yeah, someone PayPal'd the Grand Abbot twenty five dollars to deliver this monologue. <laughs> he sounds like he's in pain. Yeah. I've, I've begged you not to leave. <laughs> we should go on Cameo and get Polly Shore to record the opening monologue. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, so you learn that your father, who's named Lord Bartholomew, which is not really ends up does not really end up being relevant to the game because it doesn't have much of a story at all. But he left to find the legendary Elletail book. Uh, and so he's he has been he has been lost, and that that's the narrative thrust that you're thrown into this world with. Brian is trying to find his father, who himself was trying to find this fabled tome. Um, There's no real refusal of the call to adventure in this no. game. It's just like, hey, go get your dad, and you just like run out of the castle, and you just immediately do it. And as far as I can tell, there isn't even really much of a reunion with your dad at any point later down the line. I mean, from what I played of it, I didn't get didn't progress that far, but I watched some playthroughs and I watched some cutscenes, and like the the when you meet your dad, it's just like he's lying on the floor. He's just lying he? on the floor, and he's just like I couldn't find the book. Bob barked at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that. That was the medieval equivalent of uh, your dad leaving to get cigarettes. Was so him leaving to go get an ancient tome? <laughs> uh, so for people who haven't played the game, Brian. So yeah, he has the name. He has that name, but he doesn't ever talk. He doesn't have any dialogue. In fact, you don't really ever have even have any dialogue choices. There's never a point where you can even do a yes or no. It's all just fed to you he's got his character design he's wearing like a red cape and he's got like that he's got a, a staff he's got this weird sprig of alfalfa hair kind of yeah. like quail man from doug just like <laughs> popping out the top of his head the girl napoleon dynamite was in love with oh yeah right <laughs> uh and um 
And uh, what else? Uh, the other ways it differs from uh, from standard RPGs. There's only one character, but there are a lot, there are other RPGs that do this. But there's no currency at all. Which you, you settle into it a little bit is like, oh wait, there's no gold system or anything. There's no way to like buy items or. Well, it's called the Kingdom of Merchants. Yeah, right. there's no <laughs> commerce at all. I'm not. I don't know much about RPGs, but aren't you supposed to be able to buy shit? Yeah. There's no shops. That's part of the fun. You get new equipment, or you you sell your old equipment. Yeah. Or you you find things in the land that you can sell. You, you know, you find monsters. Spend a huge amount of time in the sub menus, like right. organizing stuff and being like, oh, do I want to get rid of this sword or can I like craft it into yes. something else later? Not in this game at all. Let like, me hold down the A button so I can end up with ninety nine healing potions. There's yeah. no way to do it. People just fucking hand you loaves of bread. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys aren't happy with the stick he has the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you can't upgrade your equipment. You just yeah. have the same wooden staff the whole time. Where does the bread come into play? I didn't get that far. The bread is just something you will find in treasure chests or some people will give you. I found a lot. Yeah, people will give them to you. It's just a he- it's just your only healing item as far as I can tell. Yeah. 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 There's a like a, a chalice that you can drink later, but it's just I mean mostly just housing loaves loaves of bread. Right. <laughs> but because of this, because there's no way items are so scarce and there's no way to buy more, like you really have to like be careful as you're progressing because you can just it's just a it's just a use it and then it's gone. Like yeah. there's no way to get another one. It really encourages that the first thing you learn is the healing spell. Right. Like Which, you just you can't learn anything until you learn that fucking healing spell. And that's all about ba- that's all has to do with the the elemental magic system. So it's kind of got that standard fire, earth, water, air thing that a lot of games have. It's bound to uh, the C buttons on your Nintendo 64 controller if you're using it. And th- I mean, that's the one thing that's kind of cool is like the way the menu, the C button menu is laid out where like in terms of picking your spells, like that's the only thing that I found like, oh, this ga- this gameplay element is kind of interesting. But as you're, as you're playing through it, you realize that there's cert- you're kind of just like locked into the water track at minimum because that's the only one with any sort of healing spell and the enemies hit for so much damage that you can die very easily easily if you don't have some way to restore health. There was one, there's probably one genius on the de- the dev team who was like, okay, I've got this really cool combat system. Yeah. And, and, you know, like instead of leveling up, instead of like, if you take a lot of damage, then you'll get better defense. Right. If you, uh, if you smack a lot with your your wand then you'll you'll build up that ability and then and then you'll like relegate your spells to these four crystals and this guy was so desperate to make this a good game and everyone around him was like I don't know like make it all grass (laughs) (laughs) I can make everything grass there is so much grass in this game you start your starting area (laughs) is a grass like it's like astroturf inside a hallway you're inside a (laughs) monastery and there's just grass indoors is it just a reskinned uh uh, uh, the bomb island from Mario 64. That's what it looks like. <laughs> You're talking about the opening moments of the game. Yes. You're So, yes, there's grass, but there's also uh, stairs and staircases. Oh, and there's yeah. a lot of them. There's a lot, lot of doors also. Stairs. Yeah. So I think that was about 10 minutes of, of just going down the stairs, opening a door, and then it's an, it's like the same staircase again. Right. And then eventually... I, like you just go outside and then it's it's more it's more grass like you were saying but the thing that I really appreciate about it uh, is is the sound it makes when you run because mm-hmm. uh, you hear every single footstep oh yes yeah the sound uh, design is pretty intricate because you've got you've got the footsteps and you've got you mentioned his his staff earlier the the kind of the light thwap it makes when you hit an enemy as hard as you can 
uh, and so I, was, I heard that a lot too, and I uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I, the only way you can interact with the regular world because you said there there's a bunch of in the castle and then in the first town there's just a ton of empty rooms like they are mm-hmm. rooms that right. you can't there's nothing to get off of a bookshelf there's no like art to look at no tre- very few treasure chests to open and the only interactive button makes Brian look disappointed <laughs> yeah. like he kind of like shakes his head and his shoulders fall and he looks sad and right. that's the only way to interact with the regular world is make Brian sad <laughs> <laughs> And Jesse's playing it right now, and I think I saw what just happened to him. And this is something that happened to me a lot, is yeah. is the, the, the battle system, it's like an octagon or whatever, yes. and then a smaller one inside of it, and there's a lot of running around and running away and escaping. But what happens is, because everything looks the same, you get turned around and go the wrong way. And I think that just happened to Jesse. He walked entirely backwards back to the main town. Is that so, correct? So I've actually done it about three or four times as we've been talking. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. So what happened was I died in the forest. Okay, uh, and and that the reason that that happened is because the forest difficulty scales up by like two orders of magnitude yes. compared to what you've been used to this whole time. And so I died, and it takes you back to where you started. And then I think there's an element of this where you can use shoes to go places, but I just can't even. I, I can't. I can't begin to like start analyzing that so i just didn't even click on the shoes at any point i didn't mess with the shoes yeah and i've i've gone back into this this vast wasteland here that looks like like rob said it, it, it looks like mario but it's super disappointing because it's not mario at all and <laughs> i fight the little sun guy and the little hopping fish man and then i finally vanquish them or run out of their circle and then i am like i'm i'm looking around like 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 Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway, just like looking in all directions, like, uh, <laughs> I can't, I don't know which road is the one I'm supposed to do, right. but, but I'm always going to the wrong one. I'm just going back to where I came constantly. Can I give you guys a pro tip? Please. Yeah. Which is that after the battles, the camera resets you behind Brian, uh, facing in the direction you were running before. Oh, okay. So, it, so that never you, changes. Yeah, if you let go of the controller after a battle, it'll reset in the direction you're heading. Wow, mm. so that's the one instance in which the game's camera is not working against you. <laughs> <laughs> Same when you walk out of a door, it, the camera orients. You don't know which way you yeah. had just came from, yeah. which way to go. <laughs> it's but so confusing. I, I loved being able to see inside the walls. <laughs> a nice little it happens a lot. Game. Right, because you have no control over the camera except for you you can hit the b button to reset it behind brian yeah but otherwise brian. it's just sort of up to the uh, yeah, <laughs> brian 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 um it's brian. just up to the it's up to the the the, the game and and just like the the follow is uh, the follow camera is not very good uh yeah and and the by what you were talking about jesse in terms of how of the disorienting nature of of what both of you guys were talking about of of the random encounters the encounter rate is so high like you yeah. like every five steps you're encounter you're you're going from the uh, you're going into a battle and it, it kind of like it kind of started the rhythm starts to feel like this match you have the 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 overworld theme and the battle theme yeah here can we kind of can we kind of play these oh. in quick succession <laughs> so you're kind of hearing a little bit of this as you're traipsing along the countryside Which sounds like somebody playing a recorder under a blanket right and then the the, <laughs> com- the combat theme kicks in you deal with a combat which you either uh 
Yeah, and then we get back the overworld theme. Except the overworld theme restarts every time, yeah. so it's not, yes. it's not like there's even any continuity there. You're just hearing the first like four bars of the overworld theme over and over I again. Ne- I, ne- I thought that was a new theme. I never heard that part of the overworld. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I mean they turned up the battle frequency because the game is so difficult that they were like right. people are getting to the forest and they need to. They need to spend two hours on that grassy plain before they go into the forest. They need to force people to grind because yeah. otherwise it's it's impossible to beat because of how the difficulty scales. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so you're kind of progressing through this. You don't get a lot of guidance in terms of where to go. There's maybe one NPC who tells you the next place to go get one of the these uh, relics that is, again, tied to a different element. Uh, and for each one of them, you have to go fight some, just a person. They're just like the four key bosses are just all just people that you have to kill. It's like you go to a town and the town is like, well, we can't help you because our orb was stolen. Yes. And so you have to go to the (laughs) forest and get get the orb and you come back and they're like, thank you. Now you can go to the next town. And they don't. And they Help. give you the orb, right? They don't. You, yeah, they give it back to you. <laughs> Why did they need it? What was all that shit you made me do? <laughs> no, we, were ta- we were talking about a different orb, actually. <laughs> we actually hate this orb. You can have it. The orbs don't do anything. No, as far as I can tell, you yeah, just, they just you have them. Yeah, you just have to collect them just to progress. Uh, and and the M- the NPCs you're interacting with, like they really. Some of the character, some of the enemy designs are okay. Brian's design is is clumsy, and the 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 sprig of hair is stupid. But you really hate the hair. It's fine. I, I like that hair. He's Brian's fine, but some of the NPCs just look like complete shit. Yeah, they look so bad. <laughs> yeah, they've got like a single polygon face, and then like barely any mapping over the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look like Playmobil figures that like the bad kid melted in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody stretched actual skin over them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is what you drew on your folder in elementary school, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for like the big 3DS to come out and like start shooting lasers at me and shit. So um, ugly. You can move around. This was touched on a second ago, but you can move around in combat, and yeah. the combat t- takes place on the world map, which both should be like they are cool elements in theory. It's just that the combat isn't particularly fun. I mean, I we, I could save this to the part where we talk about a positive about the yes. game, but I really, I liked the core combat. Mm-hmm. I like, I like oh. that you can avoid, I like that you can avoid attacks. Uh, I don't like that it's repetitive as fuck. Like it's, it's just rocks and healing yes. over and over and over again. Especially because the enemies don't have different attacks than what you have. Right. It's just like, you're, <laughs> so you're just seeing the same attacks that you're doing. But there's like a core concept there, which is like the octagon is your battlefield. Mm-hmm. And then the smaller octagon is your ability to move, which is very dungeons and dragons. Yes. Where you have like a limited space that your character can move. Like I, I felt that there was a there was a an attempt at tactics, right? And then 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 they that one poor genius in, on the dev team. <laughs> um, some of the enemies you fight, uh, there are two two was the two that stood out to me. Uh, there's one that it's a it's the Mario Nasty, which is a a, a portmanteau mm-hmm. of marionette and nasty. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that one. It's mm-hmm. a fucked up looking doll. And then there's a later enemy you fight in the desert, just called Blue Man. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the um there there's like a cuz like I feel like all RPGs have like a horny enemy. Yes. And there's like these girls on their knees praying for you to die and that's like and and they're kind of like move towards you in slutty slutty way. Like does that make sense? 
I think so. I mean, I don't think we can yeah. say that. But. <laughs> what? That they move towards you in a slutty way? Yeah. Wait. I won't be joining the call for the calling a character slutty. I will, I, <laughs> oh, I, that's okay. going to be on my gravestone. I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> what What can I say about the way they move? You can say whatever you want. What? Yeah, you you go crazy. <laughs> Guys, come on. I'm giving you permission. Let's all say they move in <laughs> slutty right, ways. They're sluts, okay? Uh, they're sluts. <laughs> they're nasty. Sit <laughs> on them. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <Too much>. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and and part of the gameplay too, beyond the beyond the unending uh, combat and where which are you just like you know spamming spells over and over again. There's a, there's part of it where you're upgrading your different elements, which involves just finding spirits. Yeah, which are just like you'll just basically walk someplace and there'll be and a question mark will pop up and you'll see like a just a little bit of fog and uh, just a little bit of an effect coming up from the ground. Bubbles, little bubbles coming. Little up bubbles, out of the yeah, yeah. And then you you that will let you upgrade one of your four <laughs> elements. And it's just like it's so it's just a collectathon. There's nothing particularly satisfying about it. You just have to explore each of these environments thoroughly. Yeah. Well, and it's one general spirit too, so it's not like they look different. For no. Whatever element you're getting it's you get the spirit and it's like okay well which one do you want i mean i don't care like <laughs> right you choose you know <laughs> yeah for like such a cool part of it's like they sucked out everything that's fun about rpgs and because it's like there's so minimal lore there's there's like no story there's yeah. there's no real upgrading of your character beyond just like a like like you can upgrade it's rather, there's no, there's no like loot. There's no upgrading of your equipment. There's you can't no, upgrade your character. There's no joyful moment where you level up. Yes, like, right. There's no like sense of like I did it. I progressed. Right. Instead, you're like, when did I get one extra HP? <laughs> <laughs> like, when did that happen? Yeah. You You said something on. You texted me something that I thought was really uh, a a great description of the game. Yes. Which is that it's like somebody made an RPG on RPG Maker. With all the defaults, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't yeah. change anything. Yeah. It's like the kind of game that, like, like if you were do, you were running like a workshop for like people in, on a corporate retreat, and we're like, let's come up with a game, and like all these <laughs> completely unimaginative people who, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Deal with a uh, uh, fucking chemicals all day. We're just kind of like I don't know, you know. And they they, they put their brains together and came yeah, up. We'll with call them Brian. Yeah. <laughs> then they have the gall to call themselves the Imagineer. Oh, I know. <laughs> the implication there is that they're imaginative, but Imagineer is already a thing. Yes. The Disney Research and Development <laughs> Branch. How? What? It, it bothered me right from the beginning of the game. It seems like they shouldn't be allowed to do that. They you shouldn't be allowed to call, call their company Imagineer. I'm sure. I'm sure that they aren't. They're not around anymore. <laughs> Right? I don't think so. Even even the name of the game, I feel like we have to touch on that. Oh yeah, it's just like yeah. the most. Gen- it's like was that just like <laughs> was that the number of quests in the game? <laughs> Call it Brian sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ga- the Game Boy spinoff was called Brian's Journey. <laughs> Lo- I close. love I love Brian's Journey. <laughs> Brian, That's better, yeah. Brian's Journey sounds like a Kickstarter funded Zach Braff movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Brian. Journey had a, the and this is another thing, the Japanese title, I mentioned the Japanese title of, of Quest 64 was, uh, oh, I had it up here, Elitale Monsters. And the Japanese title, uh, yeah, Elitale Monsters, rather. And the, the Japanese title of Brian's, uh, Brian's Journey, I looked this up, 
Elemental Tale, Jack's Great Adventure, Satan's Counterattack. Wow. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> well, the final boss of the game kind of looks like Satan. Yes. He's I mean, Mammon. He, Mammon. What's he, his name, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> he looks like the uh, the dude from um, Fantasia, like the right, same yeah. exact yeah. beast from Fantasia. So maybe they were en- Imagineers. Maybe they were just like, can we low key like make a like a Disney RPG? And yeah, like, yeah. We're working on this canceled oh, yeah. Fantasia game. Can yeah. we reuse this asset? Yeah. Uh, like uh, like the Imagineers have that uh, the restaurant. I, I think I think Nick is probably the one who told me about it. The 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 restaurant that all the Imagineers uh, would go to, and they there would be like doodles of characters on the table and stuff like that. Oh right, and this I, is a this is in. Um, uh, what yeah, it? what the fuck is that called? Oh, why am I Chateau forgetting it? something or is, is, is something like that? Some yeah, like a little French place or something? I'll look it up real quick, uh, but, but finish your thought. It's, it's kind of like that. So these guys' version of that would be like going to Denny's and like etching stuff into the toilet. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Tam O'Shanter, that's what it is. One yeah, of the oldest restaurants in LA. Yeah, they're frequented by Walt Disney himself. Oh, shit, oldest. I was just at Tam O'Shanter's on Friday. Yeah, Ooh, there's, yeah. A, there's a Disney booth. No way. There is, yeah. There's and a, they, they drew a bunch of pictures on it? Uh, yeah, there's like swastikas. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it, it, so basically, there's there's really no story. You find your dad; that's underwhelming. You, there's this character Shannon who who kind of looks like a, a PG version of Ivy from Soul Calibur, who follows you throughout the game, and then at the end, just before you fight the the big bad purple demon, uh, it like reveals that they are actually a the boss's puppet who is sent to be keep an eye on Brian. When you kill the boss, which was the thing I, I just I looked up the ending and watched it when you kill the boss Shannon's is free and no is no longer a puppet and can now you meet Shannon in like the first in town. the first town and then shows up in like basically every subsequent in, town in all of the towns there's somebody that should have joined the party yeah. like in a regular <laughs> RPG there's like there's like a, one or two characters who are like much much yeah. more articulate right and like have much better graphics than all the other townspeople and you're like oh mm-hmm. this person's coming with me and they're just like yeah. good luck I can't leave this in. Yeah, they're like, they're like, I'm a woodsman, but there's no forest anymore. I wish I could do something with this trusty axe. Yeah. Well, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one kid named Claire, and she's like, I would love to come with you, but my parents won't let me. I'm like, okay. You're not even gonna, yeah, you're not even gonna ask. Is, is there like a quest here where I could get the parents to let you go? No. no. <laughs> Did you read any of uh, Shannon's dialogue at the end before you fight Mammon? Yes. I, I saved some of it because it's it stuck with me. It's got it's it's really you know it's got a lot of depth. You ready, right. guys? Yeah. Shannon asks, uh, "Why are humans so strong? Why, with all their grief, sorrow, happiness, and anger, do they shine so brightly?" That's what she says to you before you go fight the big boss. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of elevation wow. of it's it's kind of, it's almost like a sci-fi trope that elevation of humanity is like this unique thing. It's yeah. like when an alien comes to earth and is like you humans are an interesting sort. And that's that's also in the the <laughs> yeah, ending but that's text. That's just you. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing I say. Um, yeah, cuz the ending scroll and the ending of this game fucking sucks. Like I can't imagine being like being like an 11-year-old kid who puts like 40 hours of his life into grinding through this awful RPG and then you finally beat the final boss and, and the ending is it's just a scroll of text over a static image of a, of a castle uh, but it, it says things like once more the people are blessed with the warmth of fire the winds caress cool water and the fruits of the earth uh, 
Only a few people know Seltland was saved from disaster by a young magician's apprentice. The people can now return to their peaceful daily lives. Why why do so few people know that? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they would tell fucking everybody. It seems well, it seems also too they would see like the monsters rampaging through the entire world, but I guess they somehow I guess it was just wiped from their memory. Uh, but wait, Mammon, driven by unprovoked jealousy, usurping the brightness and the uniqueness of human life. But the sacredness of the life force can never belong to Mammon. And Mammon has been returned to the darkness from which it sprang. I would pay for a Nick Weiger reading of RPGs from that era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what I mean, what else was it? Like, I just go, I'm just reading all the dialogue from Wild Arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you meet the final boss, the text boxes in this game are are like half the size of the screen. They, yeah, they do take up a lot of real estate. And they were like, "Oh, we got to fill this this speech that this monster gives." So the first text box is irregularly spaced ha 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 has. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. And then it like in the corner it says, "Good to see you." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I have a screen cap. Oh, I thought I took a screen cap of that that I didn't put in my outline. But here, here we go. Yeah, Manon. A mammon, rather. Ha, 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 Uh, well, I guess at this point, there's there's not much more to do except to uh, get to our final thoughts. It's time for the review crew. Review. So, guys, we're going to go around and we're going to do our best to say one positive thing about Quest 64. And then we will give the game a numerical decimal rating as most games are reviewed. I will start. Here is the one positive thing I have. Brian's treasure chest opening animation, I think is kind of fun. He takes his little staff and he whaps it on the top of the, uh, the, the, the chest for to, to knock the lid open. And then he just sort of props it open. And I think it, it has a little bit of character to it. Uh, I'll give this game a 0. 0.9. <laughs> um, Heather, go ahead. Okay. I, um, I have two notes from very early on in the game. Yes. Where I was like, Hey, this isn't so bad. And then, you know, then it's, that's it. The whole game is just that over and over again. Uh, so I, I would say that his locomotion is really charming to me. Like his little, th- 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 yes, th- yeah. like it's like a little dog running around all the time. <laughs> I like that. And I also like exclaimed out loud when there was a day night cycle. Oh like, yeah. Right. I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Like I, maybe this game is going to be good. It doesn't do anything. No, it has no effect. <laughs> no <laughs> effect. Uh, so those are my two positives, and I'm going to give this game. Oh man, we should keep a chart of all of our scores because I would idea. like to actually, you know, rank with because this is better than Superman. Yes, it's better than Superman, which so, I think I gave a point six four. Okay. I can't remember. Okay, so I'm gonna well, give, it's like it's playable. It's yeah. playable. Yeah. It's playable. It's playable. So I'll give it a point uh, as. Uh, 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 I'm going to give it a 0. 
0.7, not yeah. bad. Wow. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Uh, so one of the things I actually really liked about this game is that there are, like, some of the the creatures that you encounter to fight are, um, you know, just odd, strange-looking creatures, monsters, if you will, but then some of them are animals wearing clothes. And I think that, <laughs> that's, like, crazy because that, to me, implies that they have sentience. They thought to put on clothing. So you are just actually fighting, a, like, a, basically a human being. Like, yeah. you're fighting a living thing that can make thoughts. Uh, and that's not explained at all uh, in the game at all. Like, you don't see them interacting in the world. You see only other people. So these people for decided that they were going to attack a child named Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's it does suck shit, though. Uh, so I, I have to say it's probably, I, it's like a one. It's like it works. The right. game works. Like you can play yeah. it. But it's not good. You should yeah. play the sound every time you kill one of those animal people. Oh, oh do you have Okay, that? so I have three different sounds from three different types of boss, uh, you know, uh, encounters. So right. this is the sound the, it makes when you, it's like a regular encounter. When you beat a, a monster in Final Fantasy, it'll mm-hmm. go, bum, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty, I'm happy. It's iconic. That happened. Yes. Yes, so yes. here's the, here's the, what it sounds like. Right, nice, that's pretty right? normal. Yeah. So you're yeah. that's something. Yeah, okay. something. So you're in a boss fight, though, right? And you're like, okay, uh, it's probably going to be a little bit, a little better, right? More so grandiose. Like, here's yeah. the boss fight sound. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, but. Maybe at, they'll save the big one for like the very last right. thing you fight. Yeah. So when you fight Mammon and you defeat him. Maybe it'll be something really big. Right. This is the final boss of the game. I mean, it probably will be yeah. pretty epic. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, yeah. It's the same all the way around. It's like, it's like, like the, an airport slot machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, felt, it feels like the Windows 3.1 startup sound. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, all right. Uh, all right. Stefan, let's, uh, let's start with you. Your positive thing and your numerical rating in Quest 64. Sure. Yeah. I actually had one thing that I don't want to leave behind that really oh, pissed me off in this please. game. If I, could, if I could say this first. So there's, there's an enemy that is in like every RPG ever uh, called a mimic, right? Which right. is like, it, it looks like a treasure chest, right? And the whole idea behind is that you, you, think it's a treasure chest you go to open it you get a, a surprise a little a little scare uh, and then you fight it and it's got all these big teeth and stuff uh but that only works if you see the treasure chest first and approach it <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work when you're walking through a cave and all of a sudden you're just getting attacked by a treasure chest five seconds ago. <laughs> so that's just like such a fundamental misunderstanding of like rpgs and like enemies and rpgs and it just i i couldn't believe it when it happened happen uh, a trick where it's just the prestige is very good <laughs> but uh the thing I, I did like about it uh and i've got a, a list of i'm on the the quest 64 uh, wiki right now uh which is uh not not very active uh i would no. say as far as huh. wikis go mm-hmm. uh but i have i have a list of uh the enemies and i i feel it did a very good job naming the enemies so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna name some of them right now we've got hot lips yes we have wolf goat <laughs> right we have and this is my personal favorite orc jr <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we we have man trap. I'm not sure. So the slutty one. I'm not sure which one. The, the like the slutty one was that hot lips? No, Maybe? That, no, that's which, like I, a weird was, looking creature. Mario nasty, which seems like a shot across the bow of Super Mario, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I would. I don't think they would dare to do that in a Nintendo platform. Well, 
Uh, but that's kind of <laughs> my the the names of the creatures that you're like running away from and right. not trying to fight. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it a one point one. Hey, all right, not yeah. bad. Wow. All right, Jesse. I did. I, I did like the box art as a child. That's why I wanted to play it in the first place. So. The 1.1 is, is for the box art. Mostly. Yeah. He's got a real bowl cut on that box art. It, like, it looks like a game you'd want to play. You, yeah. You think so? As a kid, like, or like, like, yeah. there's such a paucity yeah. of software on, I mean, I wasn't a kid, I was a teenager, but there, there was like a, like a paucity, there was so little, so few games on the Nintendo 64, there's such a long software drought that like, well, using that box, I was like, I don't know, this looks like, like it could be fun. Okay. And the name is so vague, it could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just, finding a game that was just called Game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse, your your positive takeaway and your score. So um, Heather did mention it. The I did think I actually thought it was an accident, just because I don't know enough about RPGs. I thought it was an accident that when the enemy went to strike, even though you're like held in place for a just like for the beginning animation, once the animation like really gets into like they're shooting the rock at you or the water or whatever, you actually can move out of the way. I thought yes. that was I thought that was not on purpose. So I was going to say that I liked that <laughs> and sort of thumb my nose at them. But <laughs> since it was on purpose, I actually hate it. So <laughs> What I will say that was good is that I think pretty early on, I would say even that first building that you're in, the first the monastery that you're in, mm -hmm. they really drive the point home that there is virtually nothing of value in any room and almost no one will say anything interesting. So what I will say is it's very nice to know because I have this type of... of of, I would play a game and I would go through every door and look in every corner, make sure I got all the coins or rings or whatever the shit I'm supposed to do. And in this game, it's just like, fuck it. You don't have to do any of that shit. There's nothing, nothing's happening in here. It's not important. So just go on about your business. And I thought that was like, that was cool. That helped me out. I could just continue on with the game. And also, all of the rooms look like they're made out of beans, which is good. <laughs> so you took that first castle as like a tutorial of like, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because there's that there's that hallway where it's like door 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 yeah, door yeah. door, yeah. and there's nothing in there. There's just some guy, and he's like, he's like crying. And he's like, do you need something? He's like, no. <laughs> the whole game. I'm like, five. eventually, you know, you put yourself out there, and everyone rejects you, and eventually, you're going to stop doing it. And that's what yeah. I did with with Brian or whatever the guy's name is. So, um, and my numerical rating, I think. When I think of this game, I do think of the big N64 box. Um, I do think of it being on like a shelf and the price is like really high. And so it puts me back into that mindset of reading, um, you know, a, a review and a score in a magazine. And magazines are not going to give like 0.5 or whatever to a game because, I don't know, they're nice or whatever. And that's why they're not around anymore, I guess. <laughs> and so I think for me, knowing that I would not play anything less than like a 10... I think this game is like a 3.5. Still in it's still in hell. Like sure. it's still in the trash pit for me. But there's it's you you can plug it in and it'll turn on and that's so that's like a 3 or it's a three and a half, I think. Yeah, your wow. log your logic is sound, Jesse. Yeah. Um uh Rob will uh we'll let you finish things out. I mocked it earlier, but honestly, the fact that his name is Brian is one of the funniest things in the world to me. I like to imagine that that was the first thing they decided on, like, 
someone, one of the higher ups came in. Like, this guy's name is Brian. And then they were like, fuck it, let's just phone in the rest. <laughs> what, how are we going to make a good name if the protagonist is named Brian? And uh, what Heather said earlier, the way it turned to night, mm-hmm. that was, that oh, was yeah. cool. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I also loved uh, how you have to aim. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, That's yeah. That's not common yeah. in RPGs, is no. it? Yeah, you do have to aim, but even if you aim, like, you can still miss with your spells. There's yeah. just a percentage chance that they'll miss, well, which is frustrating. Often they'll just be landscape that blocks your view of the enemy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're like, I think I'm facing the right way. <laughs> I didn't know you could, like, I thought I was running away from their attacks. I couldn't really tell because the camera was yeah. Um, yeah. inside of a hill. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, do you have a, uh, oh, you have a score? Uh, score. Uh, Let's go with a one out of five. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, those were, wait, one out of five. So a two out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be pedantic, but <laughs> that's what I do. Um, hey, uh, uh, those were our thoughts, but hey, maybe we're wrong, Heather. Yeah, maybe we're wrong. So we've got some reviews from some other sources from people who enjoyed Quest 64. This is a review from uh, from when the game came out. Yes. Uh, on IGN64.com, later IGN. Uh, and it says, uh, uh, almost two years after the system's release, the RPG genre finally debuts on the N64 with THQ's Quest 64. Don't get me wrong, Quest 64 is not a bad game at Oh. <laughs> it's got okay. great graphics and sound, and THQ should be commended for producing an above-average attempt to give N64 owners what they've been asking for since the release of the system. So this person is lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that weird era of like gaming sites when like platforms people cared so much about platforms. And just like every like critic for like a Nintendo 64 or PlayStation or Saturn specific platform was like Sean Spicer. They were just like giving, they were like saying everything <laughs> that sucked was actually good. I actually have one of those myself. This one's from Nintendo Joe, which was one of the most uh, pro Nintendo sites. Uh, Brian Cashman posted this one when the game came out. Uh, being in, being the first RPG for the N64, Imagineer was heading in uncharted areas of the fun machine. After the success of Final Fantasy VII, they had to design a better game, a 64-bit <laughs> RPG. As you may tell from the story, this is not your average RPG. The RPG genre has remained relatively unchanged for years, aside from graphical improvements. Imagineer should be commended for changing all this. Quest 64 changed the RPG genre. It's both the first N64 RPG and the first 100% 3D RPG. It made RPGs real-time and for once changed the aging battle system. Quest 64 should be remembered as an RPG that tried its hardest to stand out as a different type of RPG, but it sadly lacks the polished gameplay that makes the game a classic. Imagine did a great job in creating a new RPG, and while it's not perfect, I'm proud to have it in my library 8.2 out of 10. Wow. Was that written by Brian? That's what it's, I mean, that's what it's credited to. Wow. Oh, yeah that's, written, that's, yeah, that's Brian. That's his last name. You don't learn in the game. Yeah. So, Brian Cashman is and has been for a long time the GM of the New York Yankees, right? Is that, oh, is that the same guy? So, and you said this was 2001? Is that when this I mean, this, review I, was? Yeah, this was? This was in uh, maybe 99, 2000. This was roughly after the release of, of when this game came out. So that was like smack dab in the middle of the the Yankees championship dynasty. Mm. 
And it's kind of interesting to think about Brian Cashman like sitting there going, "There's there's hardly any fog in this game at all." And like, then telling Johnny Damon to like get out of his office or whatever. <laughs> he was moonlighting as an Nintendo Joe critic. It's possible. The common thread in those reviews is, uh, "Hey, uh, they tried really hard." Right. It's crazy like, how much credit they give it for that. It's it's just I, I, like the the Whopper one sticks out to me because it strikes me as a review written by someone who has been like locked in a basement for like 10 years and has like never played a game before. Yeah, this guy, this kid got this game, he probably was, is a, is a kid as writing, as of writing that. Um, so I guess I'm making fun of a child for being excited about something. Uh, but he was, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you get a game when you're nine, it's your one game and you play it obsessively and you have a fondness for it because there's nothing else to, to mess around with. Heather, do you have any more? I have one more. Uh, this is from uh, S. Hexum on Amazon. Uh, it's a five-star review from 2005. <clears throat> Quest 64. Amazing. Really? Okay, this game is so much dang fun, I couldn't believe it was so much fun. Now, N64 isn't supposed to be an RPG system, but this one just plain out blew every other RPG out of the water. It has amazing graphics, the best I've seen in any system. And some don't like how enemies will pop out of nowhere when you're outside, but hello, peoples. I think if you have a problem with that, then you shouldn't be playing the game. After all, the entire game is fighting those very enemies. I'm going to skip ahead to um, the last thing I have to, because this is a long, a long, very positive yes. review. The last thing I have to say with all this nonsense coming out these days, PlayStation 2 and 3, Xbox 360, PSP, that weird fly thing and other garbage. It is a pure blessing that Nintendo has the respect to make classics that are amazing and never get old. In a world of scams and st stupid junk systems, Nintendo oh. rules. And the best games are Quest 64, Yoshi's Story, and Super Mario 64. Wow, the big <laughs> three. Uh, well, hey, those were those were some uh, some dissenting reviews. It's time for the question block. All right, so this first question is so is uh, I, I was going to ask it, okay? Yes, <laughs> that's how the segment works. <laughs> uh, this okay, from, yeah, I don't know. I just had a breakdown right now. I guess uh, this is from at Metal Text on Twitter, and uh, they ask, "How are you holding up?" Which I thought was nice because I know this this is a sort of thing, you know. Playing these games is hard for right. you guys, and I know that because I see your texts. So I just wanted to check in. Are we doing okay? How, are you how, good? Yeah. How is everybody? How are, how are we holding up? It was it was very tough to play on on the keyboard. Yes. Uh, and so a lot of it was watching uh, speed runs or walkthroughs, um, and and so I'm I'm doing okay because uh, a lot of the walkthroughs they didn't have someone talking during the game, so mm -hmm. I really appreciated that. Like if I had to listen to someone like narrate what they liked about the game while they were playing it. Um, I don't know that I could have, have watched those videos and kind of going back to the reviews yeah. what I noticed in, in the YouTube comments, there are a lot of people who were like, Hey, uh, when, when's the switch remake of this coming out? Right. Like, like they're Ugh. really, really excited for it. And I just, I want to know what that person's like day to day life. Is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I'm okay. I mean, I, uh, I, you know, I said earlier, I have kids, so my main thing is, is that, um, I can't take a crap without, like two little monsters yelling at me from the other side of the door. So 
<laughs> sitting sitting down to play a bad game is like that's I mean that's that's a piece of cake by comparison, you know. I, <laughs> I've got my I've got my hand all the way in my butt, and my kids are like, ah, what a goldfish or whatever. You know, I don't know what they I don't know what they say. I'm not listening, but you know. I I will say that at the beginning of each week. When we first start the game, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the one where we discover that it's actually better than we thought it would be. Yeah. And it never is. <laughs> hasn't happened. It has not happened. There hasn't no. been one that's been even just a little bit fun. I can't. I, I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, all right, Matt, what else we got? Okay, so these two questions are sort of similar, but I'll ask them both. So this one is, uh, what are the most common things that bad RPGs get wrong? And then also, uh, what are the core mechanics of a good RPG versus a bad one? Can a compelling story overcome lackluster game mechanics? Mm. Boy, th- are things RPGs get wrong? I mean, honestly, this game has one of them which is the when you if you have random encounters of the encounter rate is too high it just becomes such a fucking slog mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just like god this suck this sucks and you know there's even like sometimes it'll just be like one dungeon that just has like a really high encounter rate and i'm just like fuck i hate fucking dealing with this well it's yeah. like zubat zubat in any of the pokemon games mm-hmm. the caves, right this right. is like ev- every encounter uh, rate every area with the encounter rate it's set to zubat level <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what wait? What, it was what? Did, what do they get wrong? Yeah, what, what do they get RPGs wrong? RPGs in general, I think. I think if you're going to be playing an RPG, you're going to you're going to be spending a lot of time in the overworld, and a bad overworld theme can kill a game. Mm-hmm. Sure. And this yeah. the overworld theme in this game sucks. It's it's it sounds like an idiot singing. Right. <laughs> like it's terrible. Yeah. And and you want like you want atmosphere from the music. You like so bad music ruins it. And same with bad voice acting. It's like the the overworld theme in this game is like what would play if like you were like you there's like one of those those you know horsies that's outside a grocery store and you put fifty <laughs> cents in it for a ride like yeah. that's the sound the song that would play yeah it and you listen like, yeah. for like twenty hours it sounds like the Superman theme and the Peter and the Wolf theme the right yeah <laughs> and um, I just want to say it's it's normal to call them horsies as well it was good that, <laughs> it was good that Nick did that and it's also normal to say yeah. so. well, thank you I was I didn't think we had time to get to it but yeah that was weird. <laughs> 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 there was uh, there was a horsey right at the beginning too. There was a stable, that's and right. that was that's another thing too, where I I kind of got excited for a moment because I was like, oh, you're gonna get, get to ride a horse around, and because it was you're, you're, you walk around so slowly, right? Yeah. Right. I was thinking, okay, yeah. here yeah. we go. There's a horse right off the bat. This isn't yeah. too bad. And then it, you just talk to the horse. Yeah, yeah. and it speaks, doesn't it? It, it, it says, says nay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The horse was like, I have a headache tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one of the things that I don't like in RPGs, this is not necessarily just RPGs, but uh, I don't like when they make you cook in the game. That's such a waste of my time. Oh, oh how dare you? Really? How dare you? I hate it. Oh. I'll never cook. This, oh. If this game had a cooking or, or any sort of crafting mechanic, it would make it so much better. Yeah. Because then you'd have something to do. I hate crafting. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to fight stuff and do other, th- and ride horses. Yep. He's right. If you want it, if you want it in the game, you put it in the game. I'm not doing your job yeah. for you. you know? I already made dinner. Now I'm gonna make this guy dinner. Sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, this next one is: uh, What do you think is the best N64 soundtrack? I'm partial to Diddy Kong Racing, but Wave Race is up there. Ooh, Diddy Kong Racing is good. I actually have a my so my friend, one of my roommates in college. 
he uh he had a he had a story he told me about like he was he when he was a kid he got a porno like and <laughs> him and his friends were over for a sleepover and they put this porno in but they were uh, you know, like they didn't want their parents to hear them listening to the porno, so they hooked the sound up to their Nintendo sixty four and then turned on Diddy Kong Racing <laughs> and just and just were playing the main menu. So they're just like watching oh. this. They're just watching this like, and it's like or whatever the theme was. It's gonna be the banjo kazooie theme. So he just has this association with that in his head for all time. Um, but yeah, Diddy Kong Racing had a great soundtrack. Uh, banjo kazooie, another another rare mm-hmm. one. I really like the banjo kazooie soundtrack. I don't know. I mean. I, this is this is a very normy answer, but I I just feel like like the Zelda games. I just like I like those I yeah. like those themes mm-hmm. from Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. I, do, do you guys have anything that comes to mind? I've, I've got I mean, a, oh, I meant oh go ahead. I didn't know, I thought you meant guys general, but you were talking about the actual guys. <laughs> no, I meant all of us. I meant collectively. Okay. I was trying to I was trying to say it in a gender neutral sense. I apologize. Well, uh, no, 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 I didn't. No, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it, everything's okay. I meant everyone. Yeah, I meant everyone. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I, I didn't. That's fine. Yeah. That I wasn't. Hey Nick, why don't you call everybody horsies? <laughs> that's what makes you so happy. Or sluts. Do any of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I really like the underwater theme of Super Mario 64, and I'll sometimes, oh, yeah. I'll sometimes that's fucking just great. put it on in my apartment. Yeah, that's really I good. I like that theme. That one rules. It's, it's very soothing. Yeah. It's very relaxing. And considering how, like, stress, uh, like, when, with the big eel coming out at you, like, yeah. how soothing the music is versus how you have a giant monster chasing you and how stressful that is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mentioned San Francisco Rush earlier, and there's one song specifically. It's After You Finish the Race. And it's just a guy yelling, uh, what's your name? And you're like entering your name for like a high score or whatever. And it's just this very like uh, upbeat uh, song. And I, I, I did a horrible job uh, uh, singing it there. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great song. And I know, Rob, you mentioned, was it Tony Hawk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was going to be my answer, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 was, I was giving you a chance to talk about it. I was saying wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, my answer is Tony Hawk's Pro Skate. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Kennedy's Primus. Oh, yeah. Goldfinger. Yeah. So good. Uh, I'm looking through a list of, of N64 games just to jog my memory. F Zero X and other ones got some good mm-hmm. got some good uh, good tracks on the this the score. Uh, Paper Mario pretty did pretty good soundtrack. I actually owned this the I bought on CD the Star Fox 64 soundtrack because wow. there's one track I really like. I love those days. I know, right? Those are good times. <laughs> yeah, you'd like you'd have, like I have to order it from an importer, but I had uh, the the Symphony of Secret of Mana oh, on wow. CD when I was a kid, and I was like. This this is the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, no, and all that stuff you can just find on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you have Jesus. one more question? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's less magical. It's easier, but less magical. Uh, Real quick, yeah. one more. Sure. The, uh, the music that plays in Mario 64 when you're going down the slide. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fucking rules. We to reveal that they've been in a padded room this whole time. Uh, okay, so this next, this uh, my last question here is: Do you think RPGs with single characters are more or less interesting than RPGs with full parties? It's something we touched on a little earlier. Yeah. Is it fun to overcome challenges with a single character that does a little bit of everything, or is it boring that they can do anything you want? Do we consider uh, Breath of the Wild an RPG? I mean, I guess so. I mean, if you, I think it's as much of an RPG as like a Skyrim, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a similar level of 
you it's know, an action RPG. I think it's, it's like an action RPG, but I think it kind yeah. of, I think it roughly qualifies. Well, then I would say that both answers are, I, both I like, a, both I like a party game and I also like a solo game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, I like them both. I, I don't know. That's a, that's a cop out, but. I, I love having a party. I love like building a party is fun. I also mm-hmm. like acquiring a party. I yeah. like like starting out as one character and then at, at, the fucking Chrono Cross is insane because there's like forty characters for your party that you can <laughs> you can populate it with. Sweet Codens like that too. It's oh, like a yeah. hundred and eight different people that you can collect. Right. It's just like it's cra- I like I love I love that. I love when you can like have an army that you can you can draft from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. It's not really a. RPG, but it sort of is. I'm playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and the fun thing about that game is you can sort of swap people out as you get them to figure out like who's going to be a good asset to your team, but you also get bonuses for like creating teams that exist. So like if you have a full team of X-Men, you get like a bonus like for that for all your stats, so it's really fun. But you can also just be like, what are Venom and Nightcrawler doing together? That's crazy. You're, it's pretty fun stuff. You're playing a fun game? Is that what you uh, said? I, I mean, uh, a good time playing I, 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 he- I heard someone playing a fun game and I kick their ass. <laughs> sure, there's no crafting or cooking in that Marvel of <laughs> No, only crafting and cooking going on in my real kitchen. <laughs> you craft in your kitchen? Yeah, macaroni frames. <laughs> uh, guy, any questions or, or comments you guys have, you can always send them to us or at HDTGP pod wow. on social media. You nailed this it. Up. Hell it's, yeah. It's tough to say, but I've, I've trained myself. Uh, uh, Rob, Stefan, Jesse, the Go Off Kings, hilarious stream you guys have. Tell us all about it. Tell tell people how they can check it out. Uh, well, I th- so the top guy on Twitch left uh, just recently. That's Ninja. So, oh, is that? I can't remember what his name was. Um <laughs> He, he he moved on, um, and so we've sort of assumed the vacuum of uh, power. Uh, we've ascended, I think, a little bit, I think it's fair to say, and we're on twitch.tv slash goffkings. Um, we are not uh, very good at anything, so... <laughs> And I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but it is true. You know, we'll go on there and we like to play FIFA. Rob loves to make uh, beats on the stream. We do all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> um, and like I said, we're not uh, good at it. So sorry about that in advance. But, you know, we have a good time, you know? We're always late, too. So we have a schedule okay. and that's <laughs> Shit. If you Shit. Okay. Yeah. So if you well. look at the schedule, it's add 20 minutes to <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, what, are, what is your social media if people want to find you there? Uh, in, individually and and for the the stream, we're gonna be here all night, Nick. And we're gonna list all our socials. Well, I'm sorry. The Fine, then just okay. stream ahead. No, I would I would love to hang out with you guys all night. I really would, but I have to go down to the grocery store and get on a horsey. So I just I don't have. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at Go Off Kings. You can, and we're we're all on there. So check that out. Awesome. Cool. Thank you guys so yeah, much. Thank you so much. And, thank uh, you. It's such a fun you. time. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't good. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. This part was fun. Yeah, I yeah this, this was really nice. Was this yeah. is the highlight. Yeah. And and hey, we got more highlights coming up. Matt, tell us what next week's game is. Uh, sure. Next week's game is Sega Dreamcast Pet Simulator Seaman. Hey guys, you guys are. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Yeah, you were you were all hilarious. That was Thanks. awesome. I hope it wasn't too big of a bear to have the remote call in. No. No. I mean, no it was. Way. Yeah. It's great. The less people in the room, the better it is. 